0: To in the border find in the humming wisey hey man, you know we're never coming back. Past the square,
1: past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks On together in the storm comes a tall, handsome
0: man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Hey everybody, welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Dan Hummer.
1: And I am mindy Hummer.
0: And uh, welcome. Uh, we're back for another horror episode. We're here to talk about uh, a little bit different of a movie, more of a science fiction thriller. We're here to talk about The Butterfly Effect. Yes, we are. Uh, so we're going to review that movie and talk about the different endings and stuff. But before we get into that, we got a little news for the people.
1: Yes, we do. So we've got a few things on here. Uh, Truckee Season 2 is coming out on October 5th also we have the new Hellraiser that's coming to Hulu the day before that on the 4th okay Rob Zombies Monsters comes out on Netflix on Tuesday um and also we have the Invitation that's doing really 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 good in theaters right now it's got 30 30.9 30. million out of a 10 million budget so doing really good and then Jeepers Creepers were born. So, I have been told by almost every single horror fan <laughs> that this movie sucks. Such tremendous ass cheek. Yeah. Guys, let, let, let me just sprinkle a little bit of information on you. So, the IMDb score out of 10 with over 1,000 people voting is a 2.9. Right. Out of 10. Then, got an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 16%. Jesus. It's out of
0: 100? Yes.
1: And it doesn't even have a tomato score itself because there's not enough people. Yeah. And then also, if it could get any worse, they didn't even make money. They lost money. They had a budget of 5 mil and they only made
0: 2.1. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even see it in theaters, like, listed or anything. I, I know it that in it's in theaters. in the theaters for three days. Okay.
1: And right now, um, if you do live in the Jersey area, right now in Washington Township, out that way, they are still, the Regal out there is still um, producing this movie for some reason. I don't know why it was only supposed to be in theaters for three days, but they still have it. Yeah. And they're still showing it, so... You guys want to go check it out? I would say save your money. Yeah.
0: Honestly, It'll be on streaming
1: soon, probably. And even if it's not, like, you don't need to see it, guys. You really don't. It's yeah. horrible. It's just, it's got awful. It'll make you angry. It made me angry. It made me angry. I watched, and I'm not even going to really, like, get into that much, but I watched a little tiny bit of it that I could, and it was so horrible. Really? When has the creeper ever driven a red fire truck-like thing?
0: Never.
1: Exactly. His van is red this time. Makes no sense. That does make no sense. He also talks to crows in a different language. And he, can, and he doesn't need his cloak or his hat anymore. He just goes out in daylight. Yeah, no, it's stupid. So, as <laughs> you guys like Jeepers Creepers, Maybe go see it, or maybe wait for it to come out on streaming. But we're probably not going to review it because it's awful. Yeah. Day. So, yes, yeah, that is it for news today.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean we might still. It's not like we haven't talked about bullshit before, so yeah. we might still watch it and review. It, but, uh, all right. Today's topic: The Butterfly Effect, starring uh a young Ashton Kutcher. Mm hmm. Uh, this movie was a lot more successful than Jeepers Creepers before. <clears throat> it was thirteen million budget and a ninety-six uh, box office.
1: Yeah, they did really good.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> didn't do too well with critics back then, but uh, we're gonna jump into it and give our view.
1: We don't give a fuck about the critics. No, and from what I've seen on the internet and whatnot, because. We- Daniel and I are starting to run polls on Facebook and whatnot and see how you guys feel about the movies we're going to review. And I actually got a very, very good amount of people that said, even though this isn't strictly horror, that it's a really good flick. Yeah,
0: I mean it is a good. It's not strictly horror, but for what it is, I think it's really and it shows on Rotten Tomatoes too. Thirty four percent. It's rotten. Considered the critics But it's 81% approval From fans Yeah So obviously People liked it mm-hmm. uh, We're two of those people Just get into it A little bit Because this was like Your favorite as a kid I remember you being <laughs> Fucking obsessed With this movie
1: so. I was So for all of you That remember The computer uh, Application It wasn't called Application back then But the computer program Winewire Yeah So I used to go to LimeWire a lot to try and find horror movies or scary movies. And I found this one when I was about maybe 14, I think, 15. And I instantly became obsessed with it uh, because it is, in the beginning, a very kind of teen-focused movie. And then it gets more serious. Yeah. I would say. But basically, it's telling the life of this group of friends and the main character who's played by Ashton Kutcher, young man named Evan, he happens to have abilities that are able to help him fix things that have happened in the past, so to speak. And he finds out basically that some things are just better left alone. Yeah. They really shouldn't mess with everything. But the film does an amazing job of keeping that twist from you until you have to know it. Yes. As that makes sense to everybody. Like throughout yeah. the beginning of the movie or whatnot, you see Evan doing things that are kind of like the half end of him doing it. And then he freaks out because he doesn't remember. And then when you go to his future where he's older and whatnot, it all makes it all quick. It all comes together.
0: Yeah. And you're right. They do take, like, I'd say, like, not halfway through, but maybe, like, 20%, 30% through. You don't really know the twist until. And, and then it becomes fully
1: about that. Yeah. And, no, I'm sorry. He. He doesn't realize that he can do that when he's a kid, right? yeah, yeah. He doesn't realize it until he's in college. Okay, right. And he has a date come over and he uh, reads her something. Yeah. So, yeah, so for the non spoiler review, that's basically all I can really say without giving too much away, but it is available on HBO Max, so go check it out. Yeah. It's a really good movie, and, I mean, if you hadn't seen it, then come back and join us. But if you head and stick around because we're going to do that. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's, I mean,
0: yeah. I, I thought it was a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you've been doing for the last 15 years because it's been out for a while. But uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, that's pretty much all I'll say about it, too. And uh, let's hop into the spoilers, then.
1: All right. So in the very beginning... We come across, like I said, this young boy named Evan, and he is very excited, and he wants his mom to get ready. She's sticks in the car, and he's like, come on, we gotta go. We gotta go to school. And she's like, when have you ever been concerned about getting to school on time? And he mentions that they're hanging up pictures for parents' night. So she takes Evan to school, and all of a sudden, the teacher catches her off guard and was like, hey, I need to speak with you right away. And she's like, Oh, can't this wait till later I have to go to work? And she says, no, it can't. Yeah. And she shows you this picture that this six-year-old little boy drew of himself with a knife in his hand, dripping blood, on top of, like, a pile of corpses. What the hell? Yeah, that's when it first started getting kind of real. It, what is this? Like yeah. What is wrong with this kid? So, then you find out, because the mother goes to a asylum, basically, and you find out that Evan's father is actually in there. And that he is prone to having the same medical condition as his father. Yeah. Which, they don't really say what the medical condition is, but they call him nuts a lot. So, I mean, it's, it's back in 2000, guys. Please don't hate on us. I mean... I know you're not really supposed to call somebody like that nuts or crazy, but that's basically what they did. So Yeah. Um. But anyways, so she talks to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you know what? Maybe he's feeling stressed. And okay. she's like, what do you mean stressed? What does a six-year-old have to be stressed about? And yeah. he was like, a lot. Like, he's never met his father. Has he been asking you? And she's like, yeah, he's been begging me to meet his dad. And yeah. So they go over a quick little plan to have Evan meet his dad. And then the doctor suggests that she should give Evan some notebooks for him to write in as journals. So maybe, just maybe, he would not black out or he would be able to go back to the journals and find out why he blacked out. Yeah. So then it... She's in his mom's car and he's going to his friend Kaylee and Tommy's house to go play with them so he can meet their dad, so he can be around a father figure. And this is the worst guy. Yeah, he picked the wrong guy to... Yeah, the mother picked the absolute (laughs) wrong guy. Like, she went to the dumpster and got this guy. Not really, but he's the dumpster trash of people.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: So... It's just an awful experience, and he actually blacked out again there. And then it switches to about seven years later, so then he's thirteen. Yes. Yeah. And they're all thirteen, and they're all schooling around in their garage. You got Kaylee and Tommy, the two kids that I just mentioned. And then they have their other friends, Lenny, who's also there. And you find out immediately, very very quickly, that Lenny is the butt of the joke. Yeah, they don't really respect him. If he's kind of just around for them to pick on. him. He's a chubby kid in the group. Yeah. Yeah, like Tommy's looking for some. Tommy's looking for a firecracker, and Evans like, "What are you doing? I'm getting bored shitless over here." And Lenny's like, "Yeah, what are you doing, Tommy?" And Tommy is like, "Yo, shut your fucking fat your fucking fat face up." He's that fuck, and then he is like, and you holds her horses. It's like that is just such like a powerful thing of knowing that like Lenny pisses him off, but he likes Evan. Yeah. So that was really cool, and then basically just goes through the team's life for a little bit, and yes. some very, very, very fucked up things happen. They blow up a mailbox which happens to kill a young mother and a baby. But you uh, don't know that right away. You know something happened. Yeah, they come back to the mother and they the baby. They do come back to the mother and the baby. Because so. you don't know why Len's yeah. went nuts. But basically, they blow up a mailbox, and they're trying to get Lenny away from the situation, and Evan wakes up in the middle of the forest trying to help. Yes. And he has no idea what's going on. So then... His dog is attacked by Tommy. Yes. And you don't really know what happens because Evan gets whacked well, out again. You don't really know what happens, but you do know that Kaylee and Lenny were also involved and they were there.
0: Yeah, and this is after he kisses Kaylee at the movies, right? Yes. And Tommy gets all, he finds it. That's him. why
1: Tommy goes after the dog because he's mad at, yeah. mad at him for kissing his sister at the movies. Yeah, which I forgot about that. So basically, he realizes that his sister and Evan are becoming a thing, yeah. and he's not okay with it. He's just not. No. Like he could have any girl in the world, and he chose his sister. So he says. Yeah, he even said that. So literally. that's why he picks on the dog and tortures the dog and everything, and the dog dies. And then it flashed, for, and then it flashed forward, and the mother's like, we're leaving. We're moving. Oh well, yeah, he killed his dog. And they get ready to move, and poor Kaylee, she's darting up the street as fast as she can to try and say goodbye to him, and the mother's just like, nope, we're not doing this.
0: Yeah.
1: We're, we're leaving. Yeah. And then, you know, or, don't forget he holds up a sign that says, I will come back for you. Yeah, yeah. he does pulled up a sign saying that he'll be back for. So, that gives you at least a little bit of a hint that that storyline for him isn't exactly closed. It's so, very much so open. Yeah. And then it follows in the college where you find out he's a psych major and he uh, is, I think, 21. Yes. That's how the math would match up. Yeah, it's another seven years, so around no, yeah. And then he uh goes out with his friend Sumper to celebrate the fact that he has not had any blackouts in seven years. Yes. So they go out to the bar and he finds a young woman, which we never really know her name. No. Yeah, that's true. Like he never says it. She never says it. So whatever. But he brings her back to her, r- her room. And she's looking for something to get the smell of thumper sex out of the room because he is a sex addict, guys, that like you do not understand. And this, and this guy is played by one of the kids in Boy Meets World you can see who cool. were one of the bullies. His name is Frankie back then. Yeah. And he's not shrunken size. He's still much a very big guy. He, he
0: just lost. Like, now he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, he used to be really big. He was in that quarry game too that we played.
1: Oh yeah, he was. He was
0: the Bobby, the the guy that hung out with the old man. I forgot. The hunters, yeah, that was it. Well, he didn't. They didn't have a lot for him in that, but he was. Yeah, he was in that too. So, yeah, but yeah, Thumper's a real one who gets mad ass.
1: Yeah, and like that's basically what Evan says to the girl, and she's like, "Well, do you have any like scented candles?" And like she starts looking under his bed, and it's like, "Whoa, boundaries!" Yeah. We don't even know your fucking name. What are you doing? Yeah. And it was
0: funny when she's like, he's so big. She's like, charisma and eyeliner will get you a long way.
1: Yep. And it did in the house. And so, um, and then she brings out the journal from under his bed and was like, well, these usually guys of porn stashed under their beds and you have composition notebooks. And he's like, yeah, and and she's like, read me something. It's like, why? Why? Why do you want to know some of his journal? Like, that's, I'm sorry, that part was just completely unrealistic. Like, no girl is going to be like, hey, let's not have sex yet, and you can read me some of your journal. Well, and that's
0: what, I thought they would go back to it, too, because she got him to do it, and she, and, like, he's saying some pretty grim shit, and she's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, keep going, keep going. It's like, no, like, if you were, like, that's why I thought she had a bigger role to play because she's like, yeah, just keep – and he's, like, talking about some, like, fucked up stuff.
1: He's talking about his dog.
0: Yeah. And she's like, no, no, keep going. It's like, nah, at that point, you would be – even if you're interested in you, – like, any normal person would be like, all right, you can put it away. Right. It. Like, but that's, that's really weird shit. Yeah, that's why I thought, like, oh, she, maybe she's, like, part of this somehow. But we never see her again. Mm-mm. So.
1: No, we do not. We never even hear mention of her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, thanks, bitch. I mean, you saved Kaylee. Kaylee ended up okay because of what she did, but I guess everybody did, but still.
1: I mean, everyone in the long run ended up okay, but she really, really dug up a lot of his old feelings. And since a lot of the times he was blacked out, and yeah. he doesn't remember anything. He actually went back to his hometown to go meet, to go see Lenny, who is completely fucking nuts at this point. Yes. Like, he's making model airplanes while his mother brings him apple juice in a box. Like, that nuts. And Evan goes to visit Lenny. And Lenny just tackles him and starts screaming, like, different phrases at him. And you find out throughout what Evan's going through is that each phrase does have a meaning. And it was said by somebody. But it yeah. wasn't said by Lenny. It was actually said by Tommy. Yeah. But since Tommy was such a crucial part of Lenny and him and his downward spiral of everything, he remembered everything Tommy ever said to him. Yeah. So that was really creepy. Yeah,
0: when you're that young and some guy said he's gonna slit your mother's throat while she's sleeping, I'm sure that probably sticks with you for a while. So
1: Exactly. So then um Evan starts screwing around, and he finds out that he can use his journal to go back and not only observe what's going on, but actually fix things if he tries. And go ahead, Daniel. I'm getting a sore throat from still talking, so you can take over for Oh, uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. Evan, and this is kind of where we know that the twist is there, right? Uh, and th- this is, and to me, this is when the movie gets really good because I like the mind of it. Now, the first twist, uh, just because there's a lot that happens in in it, that's him going back and trying to save the dog first, right? Or is it going back to the basement first? Basement first. Basement Basement first. first. He went
1: back to the dog and he was reading it to the girl from the bar.
0: Yes. So, did he, uh, but he goes back and visit her first and she kills herself first, right? Yes. That That's like the end of the first timeline, right? And then because yeah. Tommy calls, he's like, the fuck you say to my sister? She killed herself last night. What the fuck? Yeah. And so he leaves the note in the casket. But then he goes back and reads the journal and tries to go back in time. Yeah. And so he does that. And uh, and he tells the dad. And by the way, I like it when he goes back and like the little, like the little guy or the little kid version of him acts like such a badass yeah. every time. And he's like, listen, motherfucker. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. I know
1: he's so funny.
0: Yeah. So when they went back that time and he he's talking shit but the one crucial mistake this actually turns out like all right. It's actually a pretty good timeline. But he says you need to discipline your fucking son more. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He said why don't you spend why don't you treat her like a loving parent and discipline your son cuz he's a fucking idiot. Well, not an idiot, but a bad kid.
1: Psycho.
0: Yeah. So then we get like the first pretty much alternate timeline, and you he starts fucking twitching, ah! and it fucking, and then you see all these things, and the events turn out differently than they would have. Tommy still kills the dog, he still moves, right? Mm-hmm. But at the at the end of the day, they end up together. So Lenny's not really in this one, uh, but he wakes up and he's in a fraternity. His homies are like, "Yo, what's up, dog?" She's in a sorority. She's in a sorority, and they're very happy together. Mm-hmm. And they're clapping. And uh, But then, you know, he gets a message. Someone fucks with his car, and he's pretty sure it's Tommy. So, and, but, and when they're talking, she's like, well, my dad was so rough on him. And that's when you kind of get the sense of, oh, he's fucked up by telling him to discipline his kid. Now mm-hmm. Tommy's still a scumbag. And what the fuck?
1: Yep, because he ignored her, and he... Focus oh, yeah,
0: Tommy like Shaq yeah, focused his attention on Tommy. Yeah. So Tommy shows up with a bat, gets a good hit on him at first, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But then eventually uh, Ashton, young Ashton, or Evan, he uh, subdues Tommy and starts beating the shit out of him. And then it starts with punches and stuff. And first of all, he, I've never seen anybody hit anybody else with this amount of mace in my fucking life. Like yeah, you give he, one spray and it's enough. He's just fucking like over and over again. It was like, holy shit, man. He's not going to be able to see. I know that's the point, but still. And then he's punching him really hard, but then he takes the bat. And this is when I was like, dude, fucking stop. Like, And I get it. He killed your
1: dog. and He fucked up Lenny, too. So.
0: He fucked up Lenny, too. Even though we don't see much of Lenny in this uh, particular pet. But he... like. What the fuck, dude? Just stop. Let him get arrested and keep banging his sister. But but he just fucking, he kept going, and then he got himself arrested. He killed the guy. And then she's freaking the fuck out, and then he gets pulled away and put in prison.
1: Which is not the place for him.
0: No. Ashton Kutcher is way too pretty to be in prison. And hearing him say the N-word was very uncomfortable for me. It was like anybody that shouldn't say, I mean, no white person should be saying that, but especially Ashton Kutcher. Oh, the sticks and. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, and I get like his character was just doing that so he could, you know, blend get in good with the guys.
1: And then, uh, yeah. He was just trying to duck his head down and do his best to blend in with the crowd. He was definitely ducking his head down.
0: Uh. But he, he's put with maybe the coolest side character that means nothing to the story,
1: Carlos. Carlos! I love Carlos. Carlos is a fucking He's real one art. of my favorite side characters from, from a scary movie, honestly. He's just great. Like, he doesn't believe him at all. No. He thinks he's full of shit. Yeah. And then he sees it, and he's like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And when he does the thing, like, the cigarette... Or, like, he makes... Like, he puts...
1: He goes back in time to when he's seven and drawing that picture, or six and drawing that picture in school, and he stands up and he calls his teacher's name and he thrusts his hands down on... uh, Those are letter holders. Letter holders, Holders. Holders. okay. Old-fashioned things. Before my time anymore. anymore. Yeah, so that was pretty intense. And then he comes back to Carlos and he's got marks on him. Yeah. Carlos so like, holy oh, shit. He, now Carlos believes it This him. is like some, some stigmata. Yeah, he, shit. he believed it to be signs of uh, stigmata, signs of the cross
0: type mm-hmm. thing. So he goes to like basically a white supremacist group, uh, talks a little shit with them, and then he, he, he goes to administer fellatio on them. <laughs> and before he does, the, the guy gets stabbed in the nut. One of the worst places to get stabbed, I've heard. And uh, and then and fucking runs away. Carlos is fucking protecting him in the cell. And he reads the book. What does he fix there? I forgot. When he reads the book that time.
1: He goes back in time to um, stop Tommy from killing the dog. Yes. And that's when he gives Lenny the shard of metal and goes here when you see him cut the rope. He's like, yeah, just cut the rope. But then it's like, you should have just let Lenny cut
0: the rope then, instead of... Instead uh, of
1: trying to talk Tommy out of it. Yeah, talk yeah. Tommy
0: out of it and make him feel bad, too, and give him a whole speech. And then Tommy drops the bag voluntarily, and Lenny's like, you know what? I want to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking sticks the shard right into his head. Yeah. Which is kind of nuts. Does he still end up with the sister
1: in that? Um, Emmons? I don't think so. Right. I think that's the timeline that he ends up going back on Superser. Um, that's the one where um, she turns out to be a crack whore. No, isn't that later? That's later. Oh, I thought it That's was, one I, of her last timelines. I thought she did that because the the brother died, and the father treated her like shit, and she ran away from home.
0: No, because maybe. the
1: brother was dead.
0: Mm-mm. You might be right. I have to 95% sure. Well, maybe she is a crack whore in that one. Uh, I, I thought that was towards the end of the that movie. That is towards
1: the end of the movie because I remember Barbadum, what she says then. She said, you know what, I don't fucking believe you. And you know what? if you really want to go and make things right again, why don't you go back to the time where we killed Mrs. Haltburn and her baby?" Or why don't you go back to when we were six in front of my daddy's video camera and fuck me real good and straighten me out of it. And then she walks out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that might have been right there, but uh, because a bunch of, he goes back in time a couple times.
1: Well, then he goes back in time one other time and he's in the basement and he's looking for the firecracker. Yeah, and that's when he kills her. Yes, that's when Kaylee gets killed. Yes. Because she thinks the firecracker is a sparkler. So she picks it up, and then he wakes up in the insane asylum, and he's a patient, and he's like, what the fuck? And everything comes running back to him again, and it's another horrendous nosebleed and whatnot, and you find out, like, oh, shit, he's in a nut house, and he's a criminal now. Yeah. When he gets put in the, the,
0: the nut house or insane asylum or what have you, uh, I, I thought it was pretty much over for him. I was like, this would be a bleak ending if they just ended it like that. Because when they go back and save the baby, he and I guess we might be jumping around because he goes I back. I think a we few are times. jumping
1: around a little bit too much.
0: But it I mean, it doesn't matter. People can go like watch the There's like eight or nine too.
1: different storylines here. Yeah, we're trying yeah. our best.
0: Yeah, you can always go watch the flick. So. <laughs> So he goes back in time, and my favorite timeline is when he goes back and he tries to stop the whole baby thing from happening. And he uh, he yells at, uh, basically he runs in front of the mailbox, but Tommy, like, be, he sees what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to be more of a hero. So he runs and he helps the, he, like, jumps he says, on the baby. I'll you, lady. Yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, Evan's already stopping her from moving forward. But then the mailbox blows. He wakes up and – Lenny's in imbe- and by the way, this is after, and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when uh, it's the timeline where Lenny stabs Tommy with the shard of glass, uh, and he's in the insane asylum, and Evan visits him, and he, Lenny looks at him, and just the way he said it, I don't know, but it's something, something really got me in the scene when Lenny was just like, you knew something big was going to happen, didn't you? He's like, you knew it. He's like, the way you talked to me, you knew something was going to happen there. Then he and Evan's put just that like, metal yeah.
1: chart in my hand, and you knew. And then he's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, well, then you should be where I am.
0: Yeah. He said, you should be where I am. So then that's when Evan's like, he he wants to do this to save it. Because he looks back, he's like, well, what fucking, why was Len nuts from all that anyway? He's like, oh, Len saw the baby being killed. Okay. So he goes back and does that. But in this new timeline, he fucking saved Len, he wakes up, Len's cool in a bed, and he's like, cool, this is awesome. And then he looks down, and he's like, what the fuck? And he's got no hands. He, he
1: doesn't have
0: some arm either. Yeah, his arm is gone. He's all nubbed. And he, he was freaking, and then he looks over, and Lenny's fucking his girlfriend. And by the way, Lenny, like, they thinned him out when he got older, but he was still, like, that's still batting way above your fucking average. Right. Yeah. That guy was not the best looking dude compared to Amy Smart, who's a very attractive young lady. And uh, so, and then they're wheeling him down uh, through campus. He falls out. They pick him up.
1: Well, no, he thrusts himself out, yeah, guys, because they're out. trying to take him to the hospital and he doesn't want to go. No,
0: he's like, fuck that. And then he finds out that Tommy's like kind of a man of Christ now, and he's a good guy.
1: He's like, wait, he saved us Mrs. Hallburner and baby? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He was pissed 'cause because he thought the same that we did. Like, why did I lose my limbs then?
0: Yeah, exactly. And he's like,
1: and then he's calling. He's like, he he's an asshole and all
0: this. He seems like a good guy because apparently he found Christ after it. At least it seems like that. Yeah from the conversation that they have. And then he's telling uh, Kaylee, he's like, "Dude, what if like I loved you more than anything or some shit like that?
1: Yeah, like, and, have you ever thought about us? And she's like, well, honestly, you were the first person I ever cared about.
0: And in the director's cut, I'm sure this conversation, and I don't even know if it's there in this conversation, but for the ending we got, this conversation is vastly important because one thing she does say is that, because uh, he's like, have you, like, always felt a little something for me? And she's like, I would have never moved with my dad if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something – I the whole reason I moved was so I could get close to you and see you because I liked you. And that's a, a very important uh, line for the ending of the movie, uh, at least in the ending that we got in theaters. Mm-hmm. So he eventually – he finds out that his mom was also started – picking up smoking because of him. She was
1: chain smoking.
0: She was chain smoking because his arms got blown off and she's pretty much about to die of cancer is what I got from it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he's got to go back again and stop that. Yep. And how does he do that, Mindy? Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, and that one even goes back to see his dad, and he tries to get his dad to give him answers. He
0: does do that, and his dad's just like, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> he's yeah, like, but I you
1: should have ended with me. Dude. Yeah. You're screwed. And he's like, all right, that's cool. I will going to get a postcard when I make everything right again.
0: Yeah, then his dad tries to choke and him. And then
1: his dad's choking him, and it's like, oh, shit. This is where we were at the beginning. Yeah. That's why his dad choked him. Yeah,
0: and then he he tried to get a knife for something, too, and then that's when...
1: To destroy the uh, firecracker.
0: Yeah, to destroy the firecracker, and then his mom catches him with a knife, and that's how we see that scene. Yeah. That shit was really cool to me towards the end, because I think the last timeline is him going back in the basement and getting a firecracker Mm -hmm. and trying to fuck with the dad, but then... and ending up with Kaylee, and she died. Yeah. And in that, he gets arrested in that timeline again, and he's in a mental institution. So he ends up—he ends in a mental institution. Yes. And now we're getting towards the ending. And uh, if we skipped over anyone's favorite scene, I apologize, but uh, you can always go back and watch it. <laughs> this isn't just a recap; it's a review. Uh, and he—he's in the mental asylum, and he's like—he doesn't know what else to do. It seems like he's a little brain damaged from the whole.
1: There are family. no journals.
0: There's no journals. And uh, the doctor's kind of telling him, but his doc, the doctor says something. It, it looks like we're giving up hope, but the doctor says something uh, to the vein of, you know, your dad was always asking for a photo album or something like that, yeah. or a video. So he breaks into the, I've, I don't know what room it is. Or and what he asked it, his mother to bring a video, uh, uh, a home video movie. Tape. Home movies, yeah. And so, and he breaks into an area, puts the home movie in, so, and People are breaking down the walls. And, and this is where the director's cut difference. So we'll give the original ending, and then we'll give the director's cut ending. Because uh-huh. they're completely different endings. Unless there was anything uh, else in the main plot that you wanted to go over.
1: Well, and the director's cut in the main plot, I will have to say, is a tiny bit different. Yes. Because um, his mom actually ends up coming out to meet, uh, coming out to like meet up with him. And go out to dinner with them and stuff. And they end up stopping by a psychic. Yeah. And the psychic is petrified of Evan. Mm-hmm. And she tells them why. And she's like, you don't have a soul. You're not supposed to be here. Like, why are you even here? You have no timeline. Yeah. And freaks out. And the mother freaks out, too. And they're like, wait a minute. Why is the mom freaking out? And she tells them like, I had three other babies before I was pregnant with you, and they were all stillbirths. So that's very important. Yes. And that's why I kind
0: of want to know, I I should go back and watch the director's cut now, because do you remember, is is the conversation when he's got the nubs and he's talking to Kaylee, does she still say the part about I would have never came to see my dad Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for you? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: A lot of the lines are the same. It's just like two different scenes. One is when they're... uh, Both of them are at the end. And they're both like the different endings. And then the other one is what I just brought up, the psychic scene. Yes. And that's really all that separates the two. Okay.
0: So in the original ending, it's a lot more nice Hollywood and better for the casual consumption. Whereas he sees that first moment of them two meeting and him kind of whispering something into her ear. And he turns that into, I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. Fuck you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a scumbag pretty much. And she runs away and she's crying. And he, this is his ultimate way to fix everything because then they never meet each other. So then uh, she goes to her lives with her mom. She doesn't want to live with her dad. And, you know, Tommy uh, doesn't become a scumbag because of it. Tommy becomes a good guy, becomes the valedictorian for their high school, and uh, and she, she because, I mean I think she's happily married or something like that, some scene like that. But she's also graduating with her brother. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do we get much on? Oh no, Len. He wakes up and Len's his roommate, right? Yeah. Uh, so so Len's okay. The only one that didn't get a payoff was Thumper. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really get a payoff. Him and Evan just get to never meet and that's okay. Fuck that relationship. It's just everybody else that needs to be alright. So and and that's kind of our happy ending. And then which I kinda of despise the true ending of this is him and her walking basically on like a New York City type street and they walk past each other and he recognizes her and he's like, Oh mm. She doesn't recognize him because they had one three second conversation. He said he was gonna murder her family, so probably blocked that out
1: yeah but it is a little weird though because they both stop and look at each other yeah like they feel something yeah yeah something's definitely there
0: yeah and then they just keep walking Mm -hmm. now that is the original ending that people got in theaters what i'm guessing the director really wanted because it's the director's cut was he goes back he the footage he's watching isn't from that party it's from the day he was born and uh his mom's like getting wheeled off to the to the room, and he kind of goes in into there and now he's a fetus pretty much, and he finds a way to strangle himself, which, like Sharon says, is very unrealistic. The amount of muscle mass i don't think can really lift an umbilical cord at that time and they
1: don't have the brain function to know what they're really doing that they're gonna yeah. he's gonna strangle himself with an umbil i mean cord. I mean babies have strangle themselves with their own umbilical cords. Yeah, but not on purpose. Yeah, That happens during the birthing
0: process. Yeah, this guy, he's like, this is what we're doing. Like yeah. He got in there and he's like, all right, we we're killing ourselves. And uh and so I agree. I also don't want to be that guy that looks for realism in a time travel movie. <laughs> but he... Yeah. I don't like this ending as much. I, I think I don't like the other one either, but I'd rather put a little bit of a bow on it and let everyone be a little happy besides him. Just like, Oh, I got to die. I don't think he needs to die for every, and I think that's a little too much of a cop out too. I agree. So I, I didn't like, I, even though the scene was kind of cool with them, like, Oh, we're losing but Then you looking at the screen and you slowly just see like a tangle around his neck and stuff. I thought it was more funny than anything.
1: I, I thought that one was pretty funny. I I was laughing.
0: I was like, "What is he doing?" Which are, a baby committing suicide probably shouldn't be funny, but uh, hmm. I, I found it.
1: Pretty That's probably why critics didn't like it.
0: Yeah. Well, crit- yeah, critics. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they reviewed that the director's cut too, but uh, yeah, I I I thought the movie as a whole was a lot of fun. I do think both endings lacked. I don't think it had a great ending either way, uh, but I think all the plot, all the the alternate realities and shit, and just him going back, and the butterfly affects a real like scientific theory mm-hmm. about time travel. And you go back, you like touch a butterfly, and then Kennedy was never killed, or, or something like that, or something crazy happens. You know, I don't know. Uh, for Justin Bieber becomes our president, but. So it plays on that trope really well and expect cause like there's a bunch of time travel movies where you fuck with something in the past and something goes wrong in the future. But I think this is one of the better ones and I think it did it really well. I think the, the two other Evans they chose look close enough like Ashton Kutcher. So that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he had a pretty good performance. Uh, I, I, there are some things like I just see like, cause he's still young here. So, like, when he's like, you killed my dog. Or, like, when she's talking about Tommy and he's like, he killed my dog. Like, all I hear is fucking the dude from that 70s show. Kelso. Yes! He, but he killed my dog. Like, and I just heard it in, like, that voice. There was a couple times where I just heard, like, Kelso. But uh, he, like, he did have a good performance. Amy Smart did a really good job. She played fucking. She had some crazy, like, crack whore, fucking okay. uh, hooker, fucking lonely burnout. that Fucking commit suicide and Sorority girl. Uh, yeah so she she went through the gambit and i think she did a very good job with all the roles she played uh so i i, I liked it all i i thought i give this movie a solid 8.5 out of 10 i thought it was real i don't think it deserves the hate that it got And I I thought a lot of the plot elements were a lot of fun to play around with. And time travel is always a fun scenario, but to kind of put it in with like a thriller and, you know, people dying and some kind of real adult
1: kind of fucked up themes. I Mm -hmm. thought it was a good movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely give this an 8.5 as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did a really, really decent job. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, exactly realistic but it's also a time travel movie so i don't really see them as realistic anyway yes yep yep and uh
0: i would take the happy ending over everything uh i i think it worked but uh do you you know what we're doing next week or
1: i do actually because i watched it this morning because I forgot how much I like it. It's called Cam. It's on Netflix.
0: Okay. Cam
1: is C A M. Yes. Yeah. It's the story of a young woman who is a cam girl. Oh, shit. And there is very sci-fi things going on here, though, because you find out halfway through that all of a sudden she can't get back into her fucking account, but her account is live. And there's somebody on screen that looks exactly like her in the fucking show. And she's getting all the credit. But the girl who actually does Cam isn't getting the credit. And it just goes into a downward spot. It's actually really good, I will have to say. It's a very good movie. It sounds good. I can't wait now. It's on Netflix. Yeah, that's good. What's that's a Cam cool. Girl? Cam Girl, Sharon, those are basically like strippers. Without the poll. Okay. And without the, like, meet-to-meet interaction. So they just do it via video. Yeah, yes. basically, it weird. was like, it's like, like an OnlyFans yeah. girl before OnlyFans. And oh, they basically,
0: okay. they had web, they have and they still exist, but you have, like, a webcam, and you have, like, your own website feed, and then the weirdo dudes will type in. But she had three in.
1: rules, and that's very, very, very prominent in this movie, which is I don't tell my guys I love them. Okay. Don't fake my orgasms. Yeah. And I don't do live
0: shows. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least she has a code. So, we'll get into that next week. Cam. Yeah. Today. DM on Netflix. Uh, today was a lot of fun talking about the butterfly effect. Yes, uh, it was. You got anything else, Mindy? Or? Yeah, it's
1: going to give us a big old hooty hoo.
0: Make sure to check out the Facebook group at the Stabcast. Mindy is on TikTok representing the Stabcast, doing the finger down challenges mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. So check her out there. And uh, yeah, make sure to keep listening to the show Sundays here between one and three for the Stabcast. And we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Ready!